join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. I'm just calling Michelle Cummins. Hopefully she answers. Hello, Ray. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Ray. How are you? Well, I wasn't all plugged in, but um, I'm great now. I'm using a using a new piece of equipment here, so <laughs> it's always fun learning curves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. I, um, I had one thing not plugged in, and I was, uh, but anyway, so, so I'm, I may not have recorded, but it may have recorded the. It was just my earphone that wasn't plugged in, so I I couldn't figure out. But you'll you're gonna like this. I'll show it to you one of these days. Oh, that'd be excellent. Yeah. Don't you love learning new things constantly? Well, especially if you're going to be doing, um, like, you know, for doing blogs, this, this, this thing is going to be pretty awesome. Nice. So, are you ready? Does it translate what you say into the, a written blog for you? It, well, it, it, I've, got it, I've got the audio, so it's not hard. It yeah. shouldn't be hard to take that audio and run it through a program and get the written as well. For sure. I haven't heard, I haven't asked that question, you know, like I'm going slowly. <laughs> oh, and here you, how was your Christmas? Christmas was great, my friend. How about you? Wonderful. It was wonderful. I was yes. just, uh, I was just, I don't know if you watch hockey, but I was just watching the U.S. beat the Czechs. Oh, no way. No, I don't watch much sports, actually. So this time but of year, this time of year, we have a tradition. We always watch the junior, junior hockey. So I like watching it live. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, are you ready to jump in? Sure. So Michelle, you've, um, I think you've been with us for about four years or a little right around there. Um, yes, you're right. 2016 or 15. But oh. tell us, uh, when did you, when did you start in the business? I started, back about 17, actually maybe 18 years ago. So I actually sh shadowed, I assisted another realtor for a year until I got my license. And then uh, it was 1990, wait a second, not that long ago, 2003. That's the year I got licensed. Okay, 2003, right? Wow. Yeah, I know. Time flies when yeah. you're having fun. Yeah. So, um, in, when, when I think you and I met, I think I met you the first time, like, oh, six, oh, seven, something like that. Yes, it has been a while. And where did we first meet? Was it at a con the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board conference? It could have been, it could have been, that's where I met you. That's likely where I met you. And then, uh, I asked you to come by or I asked you to meet up sometime. And then we, we've actually had several meetings. We had several meetings in our Abbotsford office. Um, before you actually, you know, between, between probably, I would say, 07 and 15, somewhere, you know, during those years. Yes. And I was just talking with a colleague down in Texas today, and he was asking me about, you know, he really wants to be kind of more known, more like people think of his name when they think of him and when they think of real estate, that they think of him. And he had asked me a couple questions about like, you know, what was some of the things that catapulted you, you know? And one of the things I had mentioned to him is, well, I really wanted to become a listing agent, like and focus on listings. And so at the time I was with another brokerage and, you know, I was doing okay, but uh, there was a lot of game I was 
leaving um, behind. I'm like, well, I can, I can do more. I know I could do more. And so I kind of shifted and I focused on listings and, and in my mind, you go, okay, how do I get more listings? Okay, well, try to stand out, try to do something better than, you know, the competition. Uh, you know, why would somebody hire me over somebody else? And just my mind started creating uh, the answers for do what it takes. And that's kind of a slogan of mine is just do what it takes. And your mind usually tells you what that is. If you're serious and you're focused and you're disciplined, then you've got a passion for what, you know, this goal that you have, right? Goals and, and dreams are really important and they can drive you and they can drive all that discipline and, and uh, energy. So that's what I did. And it made me think of Remax. And I'm like, I know Remax is number one in uh, the the world, number one in the country, number world for the local area, uh, Remax Little Oak offices. I mean, it's number one and number one for giving, uh, you know, value to sellers. And that was the big thing is that they give so much to sellers with their high rated website and all their exposure and the branding and just so much, so many tools and things that Remax offers. So that was, yeah, I don't know how I got onto that, but that's, um, that's what, yeah, that's when I well, switched over to Remax. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of us know that, know that, but some people, the reason we're doing this is because I, I find that a lot of people who are with Remax don't take advantage of, of the branding and they don't leverage the branding against themselves because uh, for, for different reasons, but they maybe don't, they're just not aware that the, that the brand is already in the consumer's mind. All they have to do is leverage that so that they become kind of, they kind of float in with the balloon into the consumer's mind, right? Exactly. And it's so huge and so important to use. And the those little oak, those Remax updates that you offer, that the office offers every month are so important to use in the listing presentations. And why is choosing Remax and our Remax so important? And one of the big things is we have five offices. We have multiple offices throughout the Fraser Valley and Greater Vancouver. And that is huge in being able to service our, our clients and their friends and family, uh, their colleagues and their sphere of influence, because, you know, I'm in, I'm in Surrey right now, but, you know, you know, I'm, I live in Agassiz, but, you know, I just, you know, why not use what you have? And I find that's huge. Just changing my sign over to the Remax sign and being available for floor duty um, has made huge difference uh, in my career and really using that, the branding of Remax. So, you know, a lot of times that, uh, I'll transition to this question. You see, you mentioned that the, the signage and the branding impacted your business. Uh, one of the questions that people often have that are considering joining us for another company is they go, well, Ray, it's a little bit more money. And, and a lot of times I'll show them that a little bit more money might be a half a deal to a deal more, it, it, you know, in terms of in terms of what it would in terms of dollars and cents. How would you address that in terms of, OK, you paid a little bit more, but 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 what? Well, I doubled my business the first year I was with Remax, and I haven't looked back. It hasn't gone down. So, if that is any evidence that Remax branding, uh, you know, is a major impact, and you'll make way more, you know, you gotta spend money to make money. So, so let me see if I got. Let me see if I heard you right. So, what you're saying is you paid a little bit more in office fees and doubled your commissions. Exactly. I wonder if that, uh, uh, is that, that must be a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp, eh? <laughs> yes, because, you know, everything in life 
change is hard to do for us, even though life is about change and we all need positive change, but it's hard to do. It's scary. That four-letter word, fear, which isn't even a real thing, but it is real because, you know, we, we it, it, as soon as you pay more money on something and you, you're committed and it's a big change going to a new brokerage or choosing a brokerage, but you just, you have to look at the the truth of the matter. And I haven't heard of any negative stories. And I'm, there's proof in the pudding of who I knew that was in Rebax and how it affected me and my business. Oh my gosh, I don't see the little pennies extra that I pay. I actually make, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars more than I did before. And really, that wasn't because I changed anything in the beginning. All I did was change my signs and my branding to Remax. Um, You know, that I, and I doubled. So yeah, things obviously every year, every quarter, you kind of look at your business and everything, but literally um, that first year without changing anything else, except for the brokerage, uh, it made that big of a difference. So, you know, a lot of times you got to realize now you've been in the business for, you know, 16, 18 years, you're at the top of your game. You're one of the top, you know, you're, you're, you're literally the thing. You, you may be the top REMAX agent in the Fraser Valley board. Uh, you're in the top 100. You got all these accolades and you, you're, you're knocking it out of the park. And uh, the, the, here's my question. A lot of people that are new and coming into the business, they're thinking she was born this way. She started this way, been like this from the day she got licensed. And that's not true, is it? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I I knew nobody in real estate before I started. And I was in real estate for years and years before I went to Remax. And I was doing okay, but definitely not uh, at my my full potential. And, you know, it's uh, there's always room to grow. There's always, this isn't, uh, none of us are, are born with, with this naturally, right? It is something that you work after. But anything worth doing uh, takes some patience and takes belief and faith and drive yeah so let me ask you this question um looking back on your um uh, you know from the early years you know somewhere in between there's been several shifts but what what's one of the what's one of the greatest lessons or things you learned along the way Uh, you know there's probably several but what's one of the ones that comes to mind you say when i when i learned this or when my mind got around this or what or something i did that that kind of got your business really going that is a great question. And the first thing I think of is I thought I had 120% to put into my two passions. Uh, well, my passion being an actor and then, but loving getting into real estate because it suited my lifestyle and, and just fa- falling in love with it and wanting to do like wanting to do my best at anything I do. Why, why do anything haphazardly? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I, found that you cannot do um, everything at 100% and like be, you, you just can't do that. We only have 100%. It's like a glass, when it, once it's full, it starts over overflowing and you lose it, right? It's not like you can just keep on, like the glass naturally gets bigger as you go or something. I mean, but you can't do multiple glasses. I don't know what I'm trying to say, except for the fact that I couldn't do it. I, I, I was, uh, I was cutting myself short on both my acting career and on my real estate career. And I knew it, I was doing pretty good with both, but not to that ability that I knew I was capable of real estate. You can go 
it's as high as the moon or Mars or, you know, you can go anywhere, do anything, do as much as you want. It is literally one of the careers that there's no ceiling. There's no limit. So I just thought, what am I doing? Uh, cutting myself short. So that's when I made that decision and that realization that I only have a hundred percent to give to something really. And I chose real estate. And so acting is a hobby uh, later, maybe I'll do it when, when I'm old and gray, I'll concentrate on that. But really we only have a hundred percent. And if you put the discipline in to what you know or what you have passion for. It's like, what's your goal? What do you want to do? What do you like doing? You live one short life. Do what you like doing, but but be the best at it. And and with real estate, you, you know, the ceiling's not there. No ceiling. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, you know, this time of year, um, a lot of people maybe, you know, the, the, the new year is ahead of us. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your planning process what and your systems. Tell us about the planning process you do every year to kind of make sure you, you know, you know, because nothing's guaranteed. Like 2021 isn't guaranteed. You've got to do, you've got to have a plan and you've got to do some things to make it successful. So share, can you share something about that? Sure. Yeah, I look at my business quarterly uh, and then I seriously look at it annually. So, of course, now is the time where I'm really looking at, you know, uh, everything when it comes down to all my clients, uh, where are they at? Where am I at? What kind of year did I have last year? So I look at where my transactions came from. So I know what's working, what's not working. I look at all my marketing dollars and my advertising dollars and expenses as a whole and go, you know, how can I uh, work that smarter? So you don't necessarily have to be, you know, you don't want to spend so much more than you should be making, right? So everything's got to be calculated correctly. So I really kind of assess all of that because it is really easy uh, to overspend and to realize that, oh, you didn't make any profit if you're if you if you're not paying attention to it, right? And us realtors are so busy working for our clients, sometimes we're not the best accountants and we're not the best bookkeepers and we're not even though we wear all these hats, we really so have to look at all that and uh, you know, give that to professionals. So I delegate as much as possible. I've got everyone doing things and I trust them, I know them and so I can rely on that and black and white figures, I rely on that and the truth of, of just how the year's gone. Um, and I really, yeah, look at the systems, as you mentioned, you know, where can I better um, my service? So we're in the service-oriented business. So how could I better serve my clients? What do they need? What are they asking for? What do they want? Uh, and then make sure I'm not overindulgent in spending money and time in areas that aren't what my clients want or need. Uh, what what does the consumer want? And trying to concentrate my efforts uh to what to what that is and so that's sort of what i kind of do at the end of the year is try to you know and always work you know uh can, can you can you do more and work less well yes uh, but everything is a process and nothing happens overnight so it's a definite process and always building that process to be better so i've noticed that you you have um, you're the only licensed person in your group and you have got unlicensed uh, help. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us when, at what point did you start realizing, okay, I need an assistant to help me with details and then, and then maybe a second. How, how, did, that, how did that go for you? 
Okay, so one of the big shifts and changes that I also had, like I remember a couple big ones happening. One was obviously when I moved to Remax, but the other biggest shift I've seen in my career and my pocketbook or my income, my net income and gross, but is I hired an assistant. So, oh my gosh, that relieved me of so much. I I can't even tell you. It took it took absolute patience and discipline in the beginning. Um, I didn't have th- I didn't have time to train somebody for three months. Like I didn't have tr- time to train somebody for a week. So I thought, right? But it it, it was so um, important to my release or relief and my growth in my business and my sanity as a human being. <laughs> um, so that hiring my full, my, well, it started as a part-time assistant and then went into a full-time, I think it was a year or two years later. So that was huge. And I definitely say if you want more uh, focus on your clients and less of the administration work and things that you can delegate to somebody else, that one hire, it's again, a scary move, but it is of the utmost importance if you want to. Uh, a change and a positive change at that. Do you have, how many assistants do you have now? I've got two assistants, one's full-time and one's part-time. So what is it? There's obviously the part, the part-time one probably does certain jobs. Like for instance, what does the part-time person do? So my part-time person does my uh, mail out to, let's say I, my evaluations or the meetings I have every week. So they'll do like, um, handwritten cards, um, thanking them for the meeting, you know, those kind of cards after you do an evaluation and this and that. So they do that. Uh, they also, on the same day, they do my weekly seller updates, giving them an email of all the details of their listing and our marketing and advertising efforts and feedback and inquiries. And just, you know, kind of the data behind the scenes, how many people have viewed your virtual tour and all the, that good stuff. So they do my seller updates. So that's my part-time. She also sometimes will, you know, take a sign down or put up a sold sticker for me or grab a lockbox, you know, those kind of things. And my full-time assistant, uh, Andrew, he is just constantly on the computer. Uh, He is uh, amazing at that, getting back to emails and just doing all the uh, administrative and and managerial kind of things, just making sure all the information is being double listing coordinator, transaction coordinator, he kind of does the whole gamut. So Andrew is, or the person who's full-time, they're the person that uh, take the calls and the emails uh, and schedules you into appointments so that you aren't jumping at, while you're at an appointment to take a call or to answer a text or that type of thing. Is that, that, that fair to say? Yes, you got it. And when I'm at conferences, uh, then, you know, I forward my phone, uh, anything that's through the office, he takes care of those phone calls. If I'm out and about and I don't have time to get back to somebody, I instantly send him the voicemail so he can instantly give them a call back because we're in such a short time frame in this world. And as realtors, time is so much of the essence. And so people need to be answered or at least gotten back to uh, within five minutes. So, yes, so he'll do that to that. So tell us, um, uh, what is your focus day in, day out? Um, You know, because you've got people in the back end to take the calls and to respond to the incoming inquiries and stuff like that. So what's your focus, Michelle? My focus is to constantly be in contact with my clients, uh, to make them feel confident. Communication is so very important. Like right now, I just a brand new home development in Surrey and 
I was here for my clients and their first time home buyers and just just always being either in front of your clients, with your clients, on the phone with your clients, um, on the phone with with warm leads and, and people who who really need to call, you know, talk with you. It just the more you communicate with people, um, the, the 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 I don't know, the more success, the more confidence they have, and trust. Trust is huge. So uh, that that is what I try to focus on, and and uh, you know, getting really good data to my clients, like when they text me or they email me and something that needs further than what Andrew can send back, you know, I try to really be right on top of it. It, it, It's hard sometimes. So I try to give myself extra time if I need and they need something, you know, I'll ask, you know, is it okay if I get back to you within 48 hours with that or 24? I try to give myself an extra bit of time, um, but then you better deliver within that time frame, right? So that's, that's sort of what what I like doing. Knocking on doors, even I still do that. Seventeen, eighteen years later, um, I'm knocking on doors and really just being in front of uh, people. So, uh, if you were, do you ever take your business and uh, make a circle and then you know, kind of make a pie chart? Make a pie chart of all your business, uh, so that at the end of the year you can say, okay, this percentage of my business came from past clients. This percentage came from uh, different prospecting activities. Or this percentage came from uh yeah can you can you give us a breakdown as to what the big number you know from big to small where where is the bulk of your business from well lately or the last um let's call it a few years um it's been more referral business because i used to i'm i'm a i'm a i'm an introvert and i don't really like you know, my husband's the extrovert. Um, I'm the introvert. I'll just, I'll read books and watch movies and I'll be inside. I don't need to go anywhere or all, you know. Um, but I really have needed to step out of my comfort zone as a realtor and, you know, not be afraid to talk with somebody and not be afraid to, you know, meet with somebody. And, you know, so just breaking that, breaking out of that um, is really important. And, to raise the referral and the referral. I mean, if you can do as many things as you can by referral, well, you're doing really, really good because you've already, that trust is already there. So, and that's huge with trusting with realtors, right? Um, people need to trust you, want to trust you. And, and, and so, so on your, I've been really, I was yeah. going to say on your referral business, what, what percentage of it comes from clients and what percentage of it comes from realtors from other areas? Oh gosh, I would say, Probably about seventy percent or so, maybe sixty-five or so, is referral, and probably it's probably a good mix. I think it's pretty even with realtors and with clients. Got it. So yeah, and and it never used to be, but it. I started going to conferences when I joined Remax. That was one thing too. I said I am going to try to go to every Remax conference I can go to uh, because I never used to go to conferences before. I really wanted to connect with other realtors and and tap into that, and I had never done that. So that was huge, and that's really built that up, and that's been absolutely great. And just me being able to refer my clients to people, and now that I know all these realtors in all these different areas, it's like oh yeah, absolutely. I you know. I know so and so there or whatever, um, and I, yeah, so that's been really great. The client referrals have been better and better since I've been more social on on social media, especially more connecting to my clients as much as possible. I you know I never was one to have a client, you know, 
annual parties or any kind of client get togethers. Um, but, you know, you know, strength, getting out of my comfort zone to make sure I build relationships. And that's the big thing, building relationships. And, you know, I want people to re- remember me and remember that I'm a realtor, you know, three years later when they're ready to resell or two years later when they're ready to invest in something and remortgage or five years later when they want to move up or, you know, any, any of that. Right. So we want to, we, and, and too many years I let go and I didn't communicate. I didn't follow up with my clients, my past clients. And they, they became past clients because they, you know, I would look at the end of the year. I would look at all my, my clients addresses, see if they've ever in that past year have been sold, have they would have, you know, if I hadn't talked with them and, uh, and I would find, and it would hurt me so much. My gut, my heart, it would hurt. I'd be like, I can't believe they sold and, and they didn't call me, you know, it hurts. Um, you know, this is business, but we're emotional people and right. we're, you know, we, we get to know our clients and, and so, but it's our fault. It's my fault. If I didn't communicate or follow up with them, how are they to know I'm still in real estate, right? Exactly. So you've, you've solved, you've, you've solved that problem with, uh, by having a follow-up system. Yes. And, and, and so looking at it annually really helps and making sure that I'm in contact with my clients, not only in the mail, but that I also at least get back to them three times a year, like whether phone calls, texts, definitely social media, like it's got to really, you don't want to overwhelm people. But when you become friends and you're not talking real estate, you're actually seeing how they are and you're giving them value and information. And, you know, that's as long as you give them value and you're hearing about their life, they're going to see you're still in real estate, right? Right. No. So I usually only send them something real estatey, you know, a couple times a year and it's, it's their local stats and what's happening in their area. Like if they're in a townhouse and what townhouse market is like, so something of value, right? Right. Right. Um, Michelle, I just want to switch gears a little bit. You, I know um, over the last number of years, you've actually taken brand new people and you've mentored them, you know, they've worked with you. And uh, I, I know most of them have been very successful uh, after they, you know, did, did like an apprenticeship. Can you talk to us about that? How's that? How's that? How did you, how do you find that? Do you still do that? I, yes, I still do it. I, um, I absolutely love it myself. I love it because I see growth. I mean, I've been very fortunate to have some great, uh, mentees and who have been passionate and really, really want to do great and want to do good and be successful and offer great service. And, you know, so it really is that personality. And if the personality's there, if the passion's there, oh, it's, it's so enjoyable for me to help because, you know, I've been in it long enough and I've got a lot to share. And I want, I, I've always said that there is, some people go, oh, well, if they're out of your same office or, you know, how does that work? If they're not in your team, you know, they're working for themselves. You're, they're building their, because the whole point is to build their real estate business uh, and make them, you know, fantastic. And so I, there is enough business out there for everyone to be like literally knock it out of the park. Like every realtor, we only have 3,600 realtors in the Fraser Valley and look at how many are in the top 1% or the top 5% or the top 10%. Not that many, but there's a ton of business out there. I mean, there's, there's so much business. It's so overflowing, right? But how do you get there? And so I love helping others because there is so much 
Um, and there's so much to teach and there's so much to learn. And I was mentored. I mean, I got that when I first started and that was huge. Um, yeah. So I just love it. And I, I see the difference so, and how yeah, quickly they grow. Perfect. So in, in the, one of my final questions is, um, what advice have you got to people? You know, we, every year we have new people starting out. So what's your advice to some of the new, new people coming into the business? If you're in it for the long haul and you've got goals and you've got discipline and you keep it fun, you will go far. Um, you know, it, it, it's not everyone who can handle the real estate life. So if you've got a family who supports you and who understands what it's going to be like um, to, to be in real estate, that's really helpful. And, uh, and just go for it and realize nothing happens overnight. It, it's a process and that's how all the wealthiest people became wealthy. And that's how people build great things. Greatness, you know, takes time. Um, so Give yourself that time, but just dive into learning, 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 learning. Uh, dive into that and put your passion into it and learn from everything that you do. And don't be afraid to ask for help. That's huge. If you need help, ask for it. Well, Michelle, that was uh, that was awesome. I mean, we could go on for much longer. We've been at this for about a half an hour. I want to thank you. This is Michelle Cummins from the Cummins Real Estate Team, and uh, she's easy to find. Google likes her, and um, yeah, if you want to get a hold of Michelle, she's uh, she's at Remax of the Local Realty in Mission. And you got any closing words for us, Michelle? Well, keep your chin up, everyone, and do what it takes, and uh, live your best life. All right, thank you very much for coming on the call with us today, and uh, we we'll look forward to uh, maybe getting you back on in the future. It's my pleasure. Sounds great, Ray. Okay, take care, Michelle. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.